hey, welcome to Rec Reflect. I pulled a whoopsie daisy and we get into it in the episode. Yeah, and I learned how to accept and forgive Jordan for this whoopsie daisy right. that he pulled um, as we discuss many things and go on many tangents. Yeah, and Will ends us with, don't ghost anybody when you're on the job hunt. Just, if you don't want the job, just reach out. Like, this is not a good fit for me. Don't ghost. Yeah. All right, um, guys. Enjoy. Enjoy. It. an episode that was brought to you by Jordan Jordan and Will thinking they had a, uh, an interview at 1 o'clock on Thursday, but it was actually 1 o'clock on Friday. I am so good at my job. I am 24 hours ahead of schedule. I am here a full day in advance. Hey, they say early is on time, on time is late, and late is unacceptable, okay? So what? at what point would it be that you were, like, if you are on, like, at what point of being early is it, does it become unacceptable? Do you think a full 24 hours is unacceptable to arrive? Like, what would you think if you were interviewing somebody for a job and they showed up Ooh. the day before and they're like, no, nah, I'm just going to kind of sit right I'm here. Scoping, scoping the place out. I'll be here. <laughs> what, well, yeah, that might, what's the, what is, what is your advice for how early you should show up for a job? Cause I'm like, I, I've had times where I will show up like an hour early and just sit in the parking lot. Yeah, I, I like to get there plenty early and just kind of like get a feel of what's going on. Well, you uh, don't people, count because you had one interview apparently. Well, the- yeah. Okay. So yeah, my only one, like, so I, well, I had two. I had two okay. for being a professor. So one was at James Madison University. Another one was Ooh, here at Angela State. Yeah. So Virginia, I was really excited about that one because that was my first one. And uh, so I did the job interview and then I didn't hear back from them. So I'm assuming I did not do very well. So, (laughs) uh, but I did okay with the Angela say one got, um, got to do a, a face to face, like, Hey, come to campus for three days. And that was, that was good. So like, yeah, academic job interviews look a little different, but I would say generally get there an hour before, um, don't don't get into the building an hour before though. That's a little no, much. like right outside of their office. Just crisscross applesauce. Sit down. <laughs> you're like, hey, I'm here just to let you know. No rush, no rush. Just no um, rush. I'm present at, at your facility. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm here. Just let's 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 do this thing. Yeah, are we turning this? We're turning this into an uh, interview episode. Oh, yes. Yeah. Interview episode, HR episode, because um, this is what I like to call a whoopsie daisy. Yeah. Rather than a this, this is oopsie. My, this is a whoopsie. This is not like a hanging offense. This is a hanging offenses are like, hey, someone got hurt. You know, m- money was cost the, the, the organization. This is yeah. just like, hey, I told you that we're doing it on Thursday at one and I, I am getting frustrated because it's 10 minutes past the time where the other person supposed to show up. I go back and look through my notes. Uh, no, no eleven twenty at one. I was like, it's the 20th, right? Oh no. <laughs> hey, at least this is one that you don't have to be like, Hey, we're going to laugh about this later. Right? Like, it's not like, like we went out and I wrecked your car and it's like, Hey JD, I, I wrecked your car, but trust me, we're going to laugh about this later let me tell you the full story um so yeah no it's just like oh okay hey minor mistake no big deal like we're just here now yeah at least we get to hang out a little bit 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things. So uh, we are yeah. For everybody listening, welcome to Rec Reflect. We <laughs> are loving life right now because we get the chance to laugh at ourselves on the daily. It's improv, improv, Rec Reflect, which oh, is what yeah. everybody's always wanted. Yes, and yeah, that's. Yeah. I know we we missed our actually. You know what? That was one of my when I was in high school. I thought I was going to be the next Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. And then, uh, but then I, I, uh, I figured out there from my hometown. Okay. Actually, um, you know, the, the actors and actresses from parks and rec, do you have that like in your head? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite character? Uh, favorite, favorite character from parks and rec. Okay. So I'll, I'll answer it in, in two parts. I think, by far the best character let's just be honest is definitely leslie nope because as a because people that's the first question you always get if it's like hey what do you do for a living it's like oh actually i work in parks and recreation like like the tv show and i'm like yeah i kind of like the tv show and the only person i really can relate to on the tv show is leslie nope because she's very true to like parks and recreation um and i just think she's the best now as far as like people are like oh well who are you on the tv show at your office who are you it's always well, who do you think everybody always says I am at my office? Let me ask you that. Uh, gosh, man, that's that's a hmm. Don't overthink it too much. Most people say Andy Dwyer. Most yeah. people are like, oh yeah, you're kind of like Andy Dwyer. I bet of your office. I'm like, yeah, I could take that. Yeah, I, I can mean, take that's, that. That's fair. Anyways, now go on with your thing with Parks and Rec. So about the characters on Parks and Recreation. Okay. Um, let me let me pull up her wikipedia page because it's so much fun to talk about it because it's my tangential 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 i think that's how you say it Mm -hmm. of um i'm not i definitely started to bring up uh like the parks and rec but you're gonna laugh because what i was really thinking about was the office oh (laughs) yeah Do you think people will get upset? That's another whoopsie. You are you are full of whoopsies today. This is I'm. I, I want to say that it's like, hey, I don't have enough sleep, or or something, but it's it's not that. I don't know what's my deal today. Okay, so revision on my favorite Office character is Dwight, and I'll just yeah. be um, totally upfront with that. Um, so uh, if you will uh, bear with me, I'm going to read a little bit from. Her, her Wikipedia page, uh, Angela Kinsey, born in Lafayette, Louisiana. She, when she was two years old, her family moved to Jakarta, Indonesia, where her father worked as a drilling engineer. They lived there for 12 years. She attended Jakarta Intercultural School. During this time, she learned Indonesian, a language she still occasionally speaks. Her family returned to the United States and settled in Archer City, Texas. Archer City, Texas. I'm from what? Archer City. You're from, I don't know if I ever knew that you were officially from Archer City. Yeah, so um, so I'm from, so Angela Kinsey, uh, she is from, uh, she plays Angela Martin in The Office. So um, she is from Archer City, and I love it because I actually know her sister and her nieces and nephews. Wow. Like, I went to school with her nieces and nephews and... Her uh, her sister went to church 
with me and it was so cool like to make that connection i really thought i tried to play it cool and i was like yeah i kind of know somebody from that yeah. but, uh but uh when that's but this long story that i got wrong that i was not thinking about parks and rec but it's actually the office goes back that i really thought i was going to be uh the I next chris comedian. farley yeah, yeah, I was going to be a comedian, and then I filled. I figured out that um, I specifically tell my jokes to narrow my audience. That usually it's no one that laughs. So I laugh. I laugh. You laugh. Pity laugh. Yeah, most Fair. of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Well, that, no, that's friendship. I think that I think that most people think we're pretty funny. Most people who have met us together. Like, oh, you guys are pretty fun, funny guys. Yeah, um, but I will put a caveat in that. I don't, we're not like comedian or actor funny. We're like no. fun at parties. Yeah. Yeah. We're like fun party people. Like you don't want us to have us at a party. Yeah. In, in um, and funny. Well, that is really cool. How big of a town is Archer City? <laughs> Archer City. Oh my gosh. Uh, and where is it located? It's up by Wichita Falls. Uh, okay. So every year the Hotter and Hell 100 came through Archer City. Um, so that's a, a really cool like uh, bike event, um, but it's uh, oh the city is named for Branch Tanner Archer, a commissioner of the Republic of Texas. And so if I click on his picture, he uh, uh, died in September twenty second, eighteen fifty six. So that's that's always good to know. Uh, so Archer City, there's. <laughs> Okay, this is, that is I, I guess we're going to get off into super tangent. Like, I guess. Um, let's just call this the cache. So, like, cache of things that we need to go back to eventually. <laughs> eventually go to. So, I'm looking at it. Uh, there, when I was there, there was about 2,000 people. There's 1,800 people in the city now. Um, and the governmental mayor, the government mayor, is a guy named Kelvin Green. Uh, oh. I went to school with his brother, Kellen Green. Uh, Kelvin, I think, is 19, 20 years old. Kelvin, the mayor is 19 years old. Yeah, but the mayor doesn't have, it's not like not a paid position. It's like a. He's just the mayor. Yeah. Uh, part, I, part of the Green yeah. Dynasty. Yeah. And so the Green Dynasty of Archer City. Yeah. So, you know, this is, it's a pretty cool town to be from. There's some yeah. pretty big names. So Angela Kinsey. Um, then we have Kelvin Green. Um, and then also uh, something that a lot of people will kind of recognize is Larry McMurtry. Do you know, nope. do, do nope. you know who Larry McMurtry is? No, this is the second time we've had a mix up on stuff like this. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, he, he, his novels like, Oh gosh. Uh, uh, the last picture show terms of endearments. Um, let me think lonesome dove. You want to Does he, oh, okay. 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 Yeah, that that's that's good. Main series I grew up with as a kid was Hank the Cowdog, so I'm oh, trying fair. to get yes. Um, I really liked Goosebumps as a kid. Yeah, that's actually those are actually a pretty good list of people from your hometown for being a pretty small town to have three pretty solid solid reps, and then that ties you back. Your Kelvin Green ties you back into Parks and Recreation because he's a 19 year old mayor, just like. Uh, ben Wyatt was when he was the, the kid man. <laughs> yeah, or whatever, I, I, so. you know what? I, I was in high school when Kelvin was born, so I yes. have no—I don't know him at all, other than I held. You him don't know a lot of 
a, a lot of his political stances. No, so you know That's he could. Fair. We may be, you know, what if he was like, hey, we need to burn the the wrecks, the wreck facility, and the parks in town, and then we're like supporting a monster. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully okay, not, we have uh, gotten we have gotten way off on a tangent. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh. I gotta say, I gotta say my side of my town, don't I? Oh, oh, because sorry. Because you oh. said you said Archer City was founded by a guy named Archer. So yeah. I grew up in I grew up in Tomball, and the guy who founded our city's name is Tom Ball. Is that a real? Is that real? That's real. And we, when I was in high school, we celebrated the hundred year anniversary of Tom Ball. And so, yeah, that's where we got our name, Tom Ball. And our famous alumni from Tom Ball is uh, Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets from the Heat. So <laughs> just put just putting out my side of things. But anyways, let's get back on track. Uh, well, okay, notable people. It does say Jimmy Butler, uh, Ray Collins, NFL defensive tackle. Let's see if there's – we have quite a uh, few missed teen USAs. Ooh. The, the thing that gets me about Jimmy Butler is – um, I didn't quite, you know, like ESPN will put out all these like sob stories like, oh, he grew up in harsh conditions. Like this kid who just got called up, you know, grew up in a, you know, rough conditions. And I don't know Jimmy's story to tell you the truth, but like I read a story about Jimmy Butler and it's like, and I specifically remember a line from like ESPN and I, any other time I would have read, it, I would have just glanced by him like, oh yeah, that makes sense. He goes, he grew up in the slums of the city of Tomball, Texas. And I was like, wait, we don't have slums in Tomball, Texas. <laughs> like, we're a very nice town. I don't know where you're talking about, like, a slum kind of ugly town. But uh, you didn't get your information correct here, Mr. Article Writer. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, man. Yeah, so we, we, we are tangentially related. Not related, but, like, we have tangential connections to super famous people. For sure. Uh, Oh my gosh! Yeah, so that's 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 where we were talking. How did we get here? We were talking about I, interviews. We were interview. talking about interviews. Oh and how, I how, I love the the fact that every single person without higher higher education in HR or interviewing practices that everybody thinks that they have the set of questions that absolutely hone in on on like what a person should be asked at a job interview. My question is, what's the most ridiculous thing you've ever been asked that's not illegal? Okay, one time one time I was being interviewed, and it was for like a day camp position, kind of back when I was younger. So they were kind of out there people anyways, and they were looking for out there people. And they they like literally pulled out a piece of aluminum foil, and they're like, if the, the Martians came down or the aliens came down from outer space and they – came down to planet earth and they said, we're going to destroy the human race, but you will DOS, you have to save the human race. And the only way you can save the human race is convince them that we're, we're like a, you know, highly educational. What's the word I'm looking for? Advanced species. Uh, you have to convince them that we're an advanced species by only using aluminum foil. You have to sell this aluminum foil to them. And it was just like a, two or three part weird it was like sell the aluminum foil but also let them know what kind of uses they have for aluminum foil. <laughs> it could have been so much easier it could have been like hey what's a what's a out there outside the box use for aluminum foil and i would have been like yeah here's an out and i don't know i think i made like a hat and was like yeah you know you could you could wear this hat which you know it was just all it was well, all over the if, place if in this scenario aliens are real then that the foil hat keeps them from stealing your thoughts that's what i've heard and i think that's where my head went to now, <laughs> what okay what about this what is the best or favorite 
uh, interview question you've been asked? What's like the best interview question where you got asked it and you thought about it and then like you really gave a great answer and you liked it? The Are you talking about like when was the best time I like a, a hard question that I answered well or yeah. I was asked a question that I thought, oh, that's a good question. Let's do the second one. Like, oh, that, that made you think like I'm going to save that question for a future time whenever I interview people, like I want to use this question. Um, okay. But I can answer both. I can answer okay. both in one. Um, hey, I'm not so. going anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had the time scheduled, but I got the day wrong. So, yeah. um, so I would say that the, one of the best questions I've ever been asked was, okay, you, you're given this situation, like a student does something in class that is entirely inappropriate not illegal, but it's like, hey, they're they're destructive, not destructive. They're distracting the class. How will you handle the situation and why? Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I'm I, the more and more I teach, the more I'm finding out that the the things that go wrong, the the problems that happen, it's a list of about twelve to fifteen problems. It's just new students making them every year. Yeah. And so uh, my answer was, well, I, I would, uh, I would depend. Like I would ask, for, I asked for clarification. Was like, well, what is specifically the 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 action that the student is taking? Um, and it was like they are they answered a phone in class, um, and uh, so I said my my response would be to uh, just walk up to the student while I'm lecturing still and just kind of like tap the desk. And say, hey, like phone down, or you're like, or you need to like go out in the hallway, like class. Um, and based off of what they do there, then I have like a, a, a decision tree. If they if they like look at me and they're like, no, I'm talking here, then I'm like, hey, okay, yeah, guys, we're done with class. And then um, I would fill out a um, a student uh, behavior form and submit that to Student Life. Like, hey, the student is not behaving, um, and they're no longer welcome in the class until they can talk to somebody of why they would do that. Um, if they did go to the hallway, um, I would not try to escalate things, but I was like, they get done and after class, I'm like, hey, like, just just from my perspective, like, can you help me understand why you answered a phone in class? And you know, um, because I have, since I have answered that question and have been in teaching situations, I have had students that took phone calls in class and I did this and I'm glad because it went, it could have gone really poorly. They, uh, one, legit took a call, that their father had a heart attack like at his work and so the mom is panicked like i need help like come i was like absolutely let's take care you don't get another chance to take care of family well in right. an emergency so absolutely you're 100 good um i've also had situations where a student was like oh it's just a person i'm talking to trying to you know boyfriend girlfriend i'm like hey well that's not appropriate so i always lead with like what's the, like help me understand where you're coming from right so that i don't come off accusatory because it puts people on the offensive not offensive the defensive immediately mm-hmm. so uh that's the way i answered it and so that's i really like the question of like hey problem happens how how are you going to resolve the conflict yeah because conflict is anybody that tells me like, Oh, I hate conflict. I'm like, well, like life is going to be tough for you because life is, is it's full of conflict. And it's not like everybody thinks conflict is like, Hey, screaming and yelling. But I mean, conflict is just like disagreement. 
it's having a problem, right? It's like having, having a problem. They're like, you know, this, like I, um, Will, we, when we worked at camp, uh, there was one time where Matt was gone for a week and we had conflict uh, for uh, like a program in the middle of the week, Burger Burn. We didn't yell at each other. We didn't throat chop each other, even though Will might we didn't, have wanted to. We didn't too much. <laughs> well, so, but we got, because well, we, we were like, hey, like the, the other person in the situation is important to me. Uh, the problem is the problem thinking is the solution. Yes. So like, I like the question just because it's like, hey, you have to articulate how you're going to resolve conflicts. What about you? What's best question and response that you've given? Okay, I'm, I'm shouting out my current position, my current supervisor for this one, because because like when I did the interview for my current job was like the most fun I've ever had on an interview. Uh, and it was a phone call interview. And I remember taking the phone call and we're talking and I'm like, man, this, I had two people, my, my two supervisors, I'm like, these guys are awesome. And I want to work for them. And at the end of it, they asked me two questions. They said, first off, what kind of program would you come up with? If you had an unlimited budget, what kind of program would you come up with? Um, you, you do whatever you want. You can spend whatever kind of money you want. Just come up with a cool program for us on the spot. And I don't know, but like, uh, and hopefully nobody steals this idea by listening to this podcast, but like at the drop of a hat, I thought of, uh, I've always wanted to create like an archery golf course um or you can, yes you know like you know you see those little popular things where people are kicking the, the soccer ball for golf and they're like trying to get it into a hole like on a golf course and you kind of go to your ball every time or whatever or like disc golf you know like it's a oh, different version okay. of so like you shoot your bow and then you go find your arrow and you shoot it again until you can shoot as many few shots as you can to get into the target and they just like loved it and they were like love the creativity i haven't done archery golf yet here but maybe in the future if i get that unlimited budget and then the second question they asked me right after that one was like what really really sold me and i think i answered it really well and i think it sold them on me um she said if you had to pick a walk-up a walk-up song like if you were a baseball player and you had to pick a walk-up song or if like you're getting yourself hyped for work kind of thing and you got to walk into work what would be your walk-up song? So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, Jordan, I'm going to ask you that question, and I want you to tell your answer, and then I'll reveal my answer that I gave to the question. So what would be your walk-up song? Oh, what would be my walk-up yeah, song? Yeah, I'm, ask, I'm asking you the way, the way you asked me. Oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, what's this? It's the song, 80s hair metal. Uh, Pour some sugar on me. Like, and I would be walking out just with a bag of sugar and just be, just be shaking it like – like if i was a w- quite, quite literally literally like oh like he's poor oh he's pouring some sugar on people um, it. and just because i would want something uh flamboyant and and fun right i love it so so my answer was uh don't stop me now by queen oh uh don't yes. stop me now and it's yeah. just like like you know you want to kind of you don't have to not necessarily run through a wall but it's like this is my this is my day this is my day don't stop me now this is my day don't stop me and I told them that answer and they loved it. And they're like, oh, that's such a great song. And that's like my go-to karaoke bar song too. I think I sang it at last year's Trap. So if you're like, oh, I remember that guy. He sang the really terrible version of Don't Stop Me Now at that bar in Galveston. So now you can connect the pieces. <laughs> um, and so that was like the most fun I ever had in an interview. Shout out um, to Trish Giannis and McKinney Parks and Recreation. Because I just like, I was like sold. Like, you're asking me these questions if you're asking me these questions, it means that you're the kind of person that I want to be around. Um, and like, it just, it just sold me right away. Like, Hey, we accept you for your, for all of your Eunice come be with us and, and be crazy with us. Are, are you saying that 
that Rec Reflect needs to host a a yearly karaoke party at yeah. the Traps Institute. Yeah, and we'll just re- think, Will? Yeah, and we should just record like 10 seconds. We'll make it a game show type podcast <laughs> and record like 10, 15 seconds of somebody singing like the song. And then people can be like, oh yeah, I remember that girl. She sang this song and like a matching. We could do like a matching thing almost where people can match up the the karaoke to the person they think sang the song. Okay. What do you think Dr. Lord's walk-up song would be? Oh, Dr. Lord's walk-up song. Okay, I'm going to just throw this one out there because I think uh, Dr. Lord's got a lot of layers that we don't know. But I'll be like, when you lose yourself in the music, the moment oh, you won't, you never let it go. Eminem? Yeah. yeah. 100%. Just because that would be a, a total Dr. Lord move. And if she's listening to this, she's like, she's either like, oh, yep, 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 that song slaps. Do I think that's something think- kids say. Or she's like, who's Eminem? Yeah, I think that the, the latter is probably more true. Um, yeah. And if it's not, then we will have a guest, like a two-minute guest spot of her uh, berating us for, for thinking she doesn't know who Eminem is. Yeah. Okay, um, so who do you, okay, so Jessica Burke, our, our great friend also, what do you think her walk-up music would be? Okay, uh, we're just, either, either this is going to go really well or really bad, but I just, to, for Jessica, I'd automatically go to something with Taylor, Taylor Swift. But I know, isn't Jessica a pretty big, like, Texas country fan? I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but I have, this is honest, I have never seen her without a smile. Like, she's, anytime I'm around traps or uh, anytime I've seen her, she's always got a great smile and a great, great attitude. I would think it was, like, Pharrell's happy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So. I don't know. Also, my head kind of goes to, like, like a like a classic George Strait song. Like she could wake up in the morning and just like have a cup of coffee and be like Amarillo by morning, and it just like sets her day off in the in the right way. Do you think she would like if she was walking, she would like two step up to the plate? Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> then there's that what's that song by George Strait where uh, she let herself go? That's not a bad one, right? She let herself go to. Okay, you're, you're, you're gonna be mad when i tell you this that i'm not familiar with a lot of george Strait's songs okay, i'm gonna go ahead and log off then log off. sorry no, no um so uh growing up uh, i didn't get to listen to a lot of country music I did, it wasn't just part of my life um and i wasn't introduced to a lot of country music so like i'm married and my wife is a a, a big country music fan but uh we listen to Wait, what do you, who do you think Jill listens to a lot? Oh, can is, okay. Can I can I get a hint? Is she a modern country listener, or is she like more old older? Mid eighties to now. Okay, he's, I'm a, he's, We went to the his his Dallas like on his last tour that he said he'll ever do. We went to this was two almost two and two and a half years ago. Uh, okay, we look. went to um, no. This would no. It should have been five years ago uh, when Maxie was born. Uh, two months later, we went to his a Dallas concert. Let me let me just take a stab and I'll say. Uh, hold on, I gotta find the guy's name that I'm thinking in my head. I'm gonna just gonna put it out there. What about is it Travis Tritt? Uh, no, she likes Travis Tritt. No, it's. 
Oh gosh, he My, has he has a alternative rock uh, alter personality. It's not um, Hootie and the Blowfish. No, it <laughs> no. Okay, Garth Brooks. Oh, oh yeah. I was just reading about how he had a random like um, kind of emo phase, right? Or something. <laughs> yes. Was it something like that, right? Yeah. What's what's his his alternate? Uh, yeah. What was? Yeah, I just I just read about this for the first time the other Chris day. Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Okay, so so you went to a Garth Brooks concert, or did you go to a Chris Gaines concert? No, <laughs> we went to a Garth Brooks concert, and I will say that like so, me saying I didn't listen to a lot of country is not me saying I don't like country. I will say that I've been to a handful of like live concerts and the production value and the energy made that my favorite concert that I've ever been to. Nice. So what is, so what is Jill's, this is going to be a husband quiz. What do you think is Jill's walk-up song? Oh, um, I don't know. She married me. So like I'm her best friend. So like I've got friends in low places. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I'm pretty sure Melina, my wonderful wife, is. Uh, you ever hear that song, Crazy Youngsters? Or young and that like hypes her up a lot. Okay. So yeah. that's what we do, I guess. Also, a shout out because uh, Melina used to be a softball player, and um, her her walk up song that her uncle gave her was that uh, we like to party. We like to party, party. We. You remember that song? Yes. That was he would sing that every time he walked. Wait, so that just, might also just, be here. Just so, for some clarification, does your wife listen to the podcast? She better. She better. She, okay, said, she I, says she has every every week when a new episode comes out. I send my wife the link. Like, hey, like have a look. And she's like, I'm I'm not gonna listen to that. Like, I already. Chill. No, she's Jill very Daniel. Tired, she's like, I already live with you, and I have to hear you, like. I'm, if I want to know what the episode is about, you can just tell me face to face. And I was like, well, it loses a little bit of its magic that way. That's a good point. Also, Melina has been there. Like I've recorded a lot of mine at the house. <laughs> yeah. So Melina has been there like, oh, what'd you guys, like when I walk out of the room, she's like, what'd you guys talk about? So I can see where she might skip this. Let me ask you a weird question. Do you listen to our podcast after it comes out? I, obs- well, the, like the finished one, like that gets put out to the public. Yeah. Um, no, I don't listen to that part, but I obsessively listen to like our, in the editing process, I, I listen, I will listen to our maybe 30 minute, this 30 minute conversation, no less than four or five times. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I just like, I just sent it to shout out Daniel, our producer. I hardly ever send it to him anyways. It's usually just you recording it on Zoom. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, let me know when it pops up on Spotify. <laughs> yeah no Dan, daniel daniel ramirez asu graduate he is he gosh what he's at a, a university up by boston and he is our producer and he is amazing um although i can feel him getting frustrated with us sometimes because we are the like we're the personality but he's like the tech guy yeah the same we, way of like any james bond film you can yeah, tell q gets cute. really frustrated right. with bond because he's like I was like, what does this do? And he's like, it's it's a shoes. It's a pair of shoes, James. You put them on your feet. For, for reference, for reference, I literally emailed Daniel today and said, hey, 
uh, I'm not on using the computer I usually use. Can I record on this sound recorder app? And he's like, yeah, duh, you can record on a sound recorder app. And then he's got to chop up all this stuff of us, us just um, shooting the, you know, stuff around because yeah. So shout out Daniel. I didn't know he lived in Boston, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he's from San Angelo and he, he has his own podcast. I guess we should plug that. Ooh, I mean, that's a good idea. Um, but I don't, I don't know if he wants us to plug it or not, but he can, he can, uh, Daniel, you can remove this from the podcast if you want to. Um, I'm not sure if he wants it. Like, I don't know. I don't, but it's a, we see it this way. Uh, him and Alex Hoagwing. I'm pro, I hope I'm pronouncing Alex's last name, right? Uh, I listen to, we see it this way every week. Um, there's a great episode where the first probably 10 minutes is them. Like they're talk, they're singing. They're, wow. they, they like, they, they like better than what we've been singing as where I'm like, Amarillo. No, I'm talking about like, it's like legit. Like they, they created lyrics and music wow. and like, but it's like a narrative. It's like an operatic and it's, it's pretty impressive. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we were talking about HR questions, the best questions. Yeah. I mean, everybody has like, Hey, let me, I have a quirky question. Like yeah. uh, if you were a Tetris piece, which part would you be? Or if you were, if you had to save the world only using Legos, how would you, I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. But there are some core things that you need to learn in the interviewing process. Um, and that's what we really need to talk about. Like what's in dispute? What do people need to be asking about? That's like actual job performance. Yeah. I got some cool advice or I took a cool training one time that was like, you should ask questions that, you want the the interviewee to give you a um, example for the scenario. Does that make sense? Like, I know that sounds really obvious, but it's like well, you want to see an application of idea. Well, yeah, and actually, I want to see I want to see previous experience of them having this problem. So instead of like, you know, how would you handle a bad? And I'm gonna, and I'm not going to pick on the question from ASU, but like I'm going to use yours for examples. Like, how would you handle a student that you know? answers their phone in class, yada, yada, yada. Maybe it's like, how have you handled, you know, students or people who have attended a seminar of yours who are distracting not only um, themselves, but the entire class, you know? So like, give me a specific situation in the past. If you've, if you've encountered this before, how have you handled that situation in the past? So I'm like, I'm looking for past tense though. So I'm going to be like, you know, for instance, at our places, you know, how would you handle a bad customer? You know, blah, 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 blah. I really say, you know, what's the worst customer experience you've ever had? Like being a, somebody who's given customer service and how did you get past it? And what kind of things did you learn from that? Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's, that's good advice. And, uh, I, I just keep thinking back of, <laughs> uh, early in my career, I was at a conference and I was presenting and there was a, this is not traps. This is a, a different conference. I was uh, presenting. You should, you will never besmirch traps conferences. Okay. <laughs> no, no, well, never. Tra- I love traps, but I did get a uh, feedback, uh, a, an attendee. Yeah. To me and Will's one of our presentations is that they rated us a zero out of five because lunch was not good. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I, I was like, I can't like, I thought, yeah, lunch- like, 
You're like, don't shoot the messenger, okay? Oh my like, god! Oh my god! I have no way. I have no. I have no way to control the food. And Daniel, if we need to cut that out, or Jess, if that gets us in trouble, we can do that. Um, but okay, last because uh, we need to wrap up on time. Uh, I always love to give my students also like, hey, you also when you're given the chance, like, hey, do you have any questions for us? You need to start developing those concepts because I can't think about a worse way to end a conversation in an interview, like, nope, I don't. Just just like one or two. And this is my advice. This is my my little piece of advice. And somebody probably gave it to me is if you can't come up with a good question, I always fall back to, okay, well, what is your, what are you looking for in this applicant? That's my, always my question at the end. If I can't think of anything, like, what are you looking for? Or what's the ideal applicant in your opinion? And it's after the interview is over, like, what does your ideal candidate look like? And if you want it, that gives you an idea of like, well, our ideal candidate actually looks like the guy sitting across from me right now. Kind of what I'm hoping they'll say, but they're like, you know, somebody who's enthusiastic and really wants to be here. Yada, yada. That, that, that's always my fallback question of like, 100% ideal candidate. Yeah. I, I also, because that tells you a lot, you know, like if you ask, if they say, Hey, do you have any questions? It's like, yes. Can you describe your, your best employee currently? Ooh, um, I like that. So one. like the hiring manager is going to, uh, in that answer, the hiring manager is going to tell you a lot about the organization values because the values, the values are the value that they say they do, but I'm talking right. about the ones that they practice. Um, so if you have one that's uh, someone that lives that life, like, Hey, this is a, uh, she, she always gets to work early. She doesn't clock in till two hours later. And then uh, she stays till midnight, making sure everything's done, but we only pay her 40 hours a week. And then if it's on the weekends and she's not available, then I call her, she'll answer and, and come up immediately and work and stuff. I was like, cool. What you're saying is that you don't really respect the work-life boundary and you would prefer people work 80 hours a week and only be paid 40. Yeah. Uh, that, depending on the organization, that may be fine, but I personally, myself, I, that's not, that does not align with my personal values. Right. So I wouldn't want that. I would be, I would be a bad fit to go work for that organization if that's what they value. Cause I'm, I'm be very honest. It's Friday, Friday at five. I'm, I, I don't check my email till Monday at 8am. Like I'm. I like I'm that one. I like that one. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I know this was kind of like our little wrap up here. I want to say one last little thing. Do All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a rant here. And this is especially, especially if any students out there listening or any of your Angelo student people or, you know, some of our Texas State people or some young professionals. I don't know what's happened at my current position. We've had part-time positions open. I have been, we haven't stood up for interviews. Like I can, I, like double digits, like at least 10 times I have just been stood up. We had a time where it was like four times in a row we had interviews lined up. And I'm not talking like, hey, I'm going to come interview next week. Um, and then they call a couple of days later, like, sorry, I took another job or I can't come to the interview. Can we reschedule? Like straight up, absolute no shows, no email, no message, no Ooh. no call, no anything. Just, you know, go- straight ghosted for you kiddos. I got ghosted. So I'm telling y'all, if you're, if you're young out there, you're looking for a job, even if you're not young, you're looking for a job, please, 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 if you cannot make the interview, if you can't be there, if you don't want to be there, if you realize after talking to me, like, no, I don't like this guy very much, just reach back out to us. And email is fine, okay? Because we all know how it works now. We don't like to call people. I get that. Email back. I always send an email out. I'm like, hey, come on by. So that's advice for all you guys out there. 
do not just straight up stand, stand anybody up because it's not it's not a good look. It's not a good look. So I'm just putting that out there. I don't know what's happened. People remember. Oh yeah, look at me right now. I'm remembering. I'm remembering, and I'm very yeah. upset about it. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. Absolutely. All right. Well, Will, I think that's going to be the last word. Always reach back out and be honest. Don't ghost it. Love it. All right. Woo!